So um, I wanted to talk to you really quickly. Yes. There was a situation in which Chris made me feel completely uncomfortable. What happened? So we were at the reunion. We're in the hallway, we're talking, and he was like, hey, can I talk to you in your room? And so mm -hmm. I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. Because my glam's in my room, no big deal. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. I get to my room, my glam is gone. And I immediately felt like I don't want to be in this situation. So did he do something? Did he no. say something? No. Right. He didn't. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. No, he okay. did not. It was very late. It was a yeah. long day. I don't remember like exactly what he said, but I can tell you, I don't ever want to be in a bedroom right. with a married man. Yeah. So the next day I tell Cal and Cal was like, I don't like it because he knew I was gone because he said goodbye to me before I left. So this is a this is a thing we're doing. Chris is being attacked. That's no, what we're doing. You all have I been to our home. Chris has cooked for you. Right. Chris really looks at you all like sisters. You want to say that my husband made you feel uncomfortable. 100%. Got it. What are we doing? What is this? I'm just telling you how it made me feel. Uh-huh. Where's Eric? I need Eric. If it's going to be about maligning my husband, you don't want me here. Michael Darby is available for that. The ass-grabbing motherfucker that likes to actually make people feel uncomfortable. He's available for that, not my husband. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. I love that. Oh my God, I so fucking love Salt Lake City. Yeah, me too. I love it. Because we don't have New York to froth over anymore. You reckon? I'm sitting here going, which franchise is my favourite? And I think it's a toss-up between Salt Lake and Potomac. Right. Yeah. But then because of all the this, this shit with Kathy Hilton, I'm still watching Bev Hills first. So I'm, I'm very conflicted in my own mind. Me too. It's like I like talking about Beverly Hills more. Yes. Um, because it's juicier. But also remember that big stretch in the middle of the season wasn't great. No, so no, it wasn't. I've forgotten about that with this good reunion. But that's okay. Erica gave us plenty of tanties to talk about. At BravoCon. Oh, my God. Mate. Uh, Before we talk about BravoCon, I want to hear about your three shows weekend. Tell me all. Yeah, so after we got off the pod last week, did my work, and then we went up to Sid, and I, well, actually on the way to Sydney, I had a horrible experience. What, lovey? I went up with mum and we had to stop via like a scout camp on the mountain. Why? Um, just, just a little engagement. Oh, like for a your speaking mom. engagement. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I'll come along. And so then we we're in the car, we're going to Sydney. And then I looked down at my foot and there's a leech like <gasps> on my ankle that I hadn't felt. What? And I was like, ah! and so I had to like pluck no, no, it off. No, hold on. You didn't go, ah! you went, ah! You know me so well, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I tried to pluck it off and then, like, I threw it on the ground and then I was like, well, I don't want it on the ground. So then, like, I scooped it up with, like, a piece of paper and then I had to, like, wind down the window and I put the piece of paper out the window and it was, like, flapping in the wind, hanging on for dear life onto the piece. And I was like, go, go, go. And mum's on the highway, like, what's going on? What's going on? Drop the piece of paper. It's biodegradable. <laughs> well, I didn't litter, no. <laughs> Are you serious? You didn't just let it go? No, I didn't even think of that. No. I just let the wind finally take the leech. And then I had all this blood on my foot. Oh, God, leeches are disgusting. They're grotty. You know, I love all of God's creatures, except for fucking leeches. And Candace Dillard. And Candace Dillard. <laughs> and, and maybe Kyle Richards. 
Yeah, oh, God, I hate Kyle Richards. Okay, so I did not enjoy Kyle Richards this reunion episode. Me neither. Oh, and also then I went and saw Bruno Mars' The Mousetrap and Phantom of the Opera, but mainly the leech story is what I had to get (laughs) off my chest. I forgot about that. The leech leech story, like, it overwhelmed and consumed me. Me too. Oh, my God. See, this is why we need to be able to take our pets everywhere because if Chino was there, he would have rescued you and then he Uh would have, like, licked the spot to help heal it. Yeah, he would have. See? Dog, dogs love blood, don't they? It's weird. Well, because isn't there something in their saliva that's it, – I always forget. It's like not antiseptic. It's the other one. An- Antibiotic? Anti-inflammatory. No, antiseptic. Oh. Close, though. And so it helps clean the wound. Oh, God bless them. I know, right? Oh, so obsessed. Oh. I can see your dog in the computer screen right now, and he's just having the cutest little nana nap on your pillow. That's all he does. He's so cute. I wish my dogs were that chill, but that's what you get when you get puppies. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, they're cute, but fuck <laughs> caters. Pain in the ass. I just vacuumed and then I got up this morning and all the innards of his new toy, which was a cute <laughs> little Mickey Mouse, is all over the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't have enough to fucking do. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, how was Bruno Mars? He was great. So you said Bruno Mars and the mousetrap. What's... What? 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 Mousetrap. I don't understand. I'm the like, Agatha Christie play. Oh, my God. I know. What a weird mix of shows to I see in one weekend. I love Agatha Christie. I'm obsessed. I, love, I loved it. Oh, God. That just reminded me. Jessica Fletcher died. Yeah. Lansbury died. What a shame. Oh, I'm so sad. You know I'm obsessed with the Jessica Fletcher. I still watch it. I watch the yeah. reruns. I've got them all. I got, I've got um, season one on DVD. I saw it at like at the op shop the other day and I was like, I'll watch that, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I didn't pay for it. I just downloaded it. <laughs> right. right. Fuck, man. I pay enough for the TV. I pay for all the apps, man. Sorry. Yeah. I pay way too much for TV. I'm not fucking paying for more of it. I'm done. I've hit my limit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Erica at BravoCon. Yeah, messy boots. Uh, yeah. And then she reckons she was only joking. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Well, there's a there's a level of, like, she wanted to say something inflammatory. I mean, she fucking stood up and went to the front of the stage. Like, yeah. don't tell me you were fucking joking. She knew what she was doing. I don't know if she actually believes they'll get divorced, but I think it's, it's a long game where she's getting revenge for the ankle, operate on the ankle comments. Agreed. And I think also because, like, you know, we were saying with the whole Kathy and Kyle of it all, we think there are new divisions that Kyle's coming to the light side and leaving the dark side. Mm, yeah, so. so did you see PK's post in return yes. to Erica? Oh, my God, I love that. I'm sorry, I even took a photo of it so I could read it. What did he say? Thank you for letting me read it. <laughs> it was my plan. Erica Jane thought her husband was innocent. She thought the ankle is more important than the brain. She thought she should <laughs> keep the earrings. Now she thinks Dorit and I are next to split up. Here's a quick bit of management advice. Stop thinking. That's funny. And what I also thought was funny, because it was written under a picture of him and Dorit, and he fucking face-tuned his chubby face, man. Of course. I don't know if, if Dorit got a face tune. Oh, a little bit, but he got way more of a face tune. It's like, dude, you're not that skinny. Sozzle. <laughs> yeah. So what about Jen Shah crashing BravoCon? I'm obsessed. I love Jen Shah. <laughs> I am going to – I'm sorry. If this is too controversial and cruel, but I'm just going to say it, I don't want Jen Shah to go to jail. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> 
can we get a community service or something? Can we get her sentence commuted because of the public service that she does for us? I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. There are actual victims. But, like, let's put reality and seriousness aside. I am living for Miss Megaphone. I am living for the fact that she crashed BravoCon. So question, did she crash in the room with Heather at the Gansevoort Meatpacking Hotel? I don't know. Because NBC Universal paid for the whole Gansevoort Hotel, right? And okay. all the Bravo celebrities were in there. Well, I don't know if all 140 could fit in there or however many there are. But the whole hotel just had Bravo Lebs in it. And there's photos on social of her in Tamara Judge's room. So <laughs> does that mean Heather was like, just come and sleep like sleep in the bed with me? Like that's a full fucking party crash, man. Yeah. She went to after parties and they just let her in because she's Jen fucking Shah, bitch. Yeah, she's making the most of her life before she gets locked up. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. Oh, love that. What else happened? Oh, Jennifer Aiden tried to throw a drink at the Gorgas and missed and hit hotel security. I can't believe it. Did you see the whole fight that happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cute, right? But I I think this Joe and Melissa are so fucking toxic. I'm on team Jen there. Throw whatever you can at that bald-headed fuck. They are a bit thirsty. She has to come up with a storyline too sweet because apart from the fact that Teresa hates her, There is no reason for her to be on the TV, but because Teresa hates her, it's fun to have her on the TV. Oh, okay, yeah. Don't you think? It's kind of like, so Kathy said, I think, to TMZ that she won't be coming back next season if Rinna and Erica are back on. And I'm like, okay, as much as I hate them both right now and I don't see that ending, Rinna is the reason there's a Kathy storyline. Erica's money troubles is the reason I get to laugh at her. So what would we laugh at if it wasn't for these two schmuthers? I don't know. Like, you can always bring in someone else who can stir up drama and Kathy's enjoyable to watch without a big storyline about a conga line. Agreed, agreed. And it would be fun to actually get shots of Kathy having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to see more kooky Kathy. I want to see more of who is hunky-dory. I want to see that. Yeah. I'm ready for a shake-up. Well, I know for a fact Diana will not be back. Like, she oh, was- Oh, she bombed that reunion. What a flop. When they were like, okay, thanks, Diana. And I was like, we're not even going to talk about, like, half of her storyline. Like, we just don't care. We're not going to talk about the fact that she's trying to buy her fiancé a music career. <laughs> I mean, he can sing. She should be calling Yolanda for that. Oh, no, that's Yolanda's ex. I don't know if they're mates. No, I don't think so. I had such high hopes with that season trailer of her saying that she was the new Willan. (laughs) She wasn't. A Willan shows up to the reunion, COVID or no. Exactly. Rina, the Willan, turned up to reunion. And she didn't even say it was COVID in the reunion. Where are we getting the impression that she had COVID? Did we all make this up or was it said? Because at reunion, Andy said she's sick. I'm yeah, like, we what? might have read into so it. So having COVID is a private medical thing. You can't fucking say it. I mean, come on. We all had it. Whatever. Yeah. Well, did you have any other BravoCon things you want to get off your chest before we get back into a reunion? Is Dorinda off pause? Well, it's like, yeah, she's on pause, but then she did a whole series of girls trips. So it's like, you're not really on pause anyway. No, that's true. I didn't think of that. So I 
suppose speaking of put me on pause, should we just get into it? Yeah. And I'll just say my favourite part of BravoCon was oh, yeah. Phaedra talking to Chanel Ayan being like, <laughs> at least I, I own most of oh, my clothes. yes. That was <laughs> And then she fun. called it what she was wearing a quinceanera dress. <laughs> I mean, Phaedra <laughs> is just so fucking quick. I know she is. But why don't I like Phaedra? Because I laugh with Phaedra because she is shady boots, but she's really fun with it and clever. But I just, she just irks me. I don't know. Yeah. Her mannerisms and stuff, she just really pisses me off for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so, okay, reunion, part two. Still that middle part that we're, we're just not at the part we want yet. Oh, my God. We did not need this episode. I say it every fucking reunion. We didn't need this episode. We could have condensed it into 10 minutes. We could have. We could have. My main takeaway from this episode was Andy... Andrew Cohen is the fucking problem. You always say that at reunion. Why? He is. He, look at who he decides to grill and who he lets off. He grilled like this, About the recycling, not about the racist microaggressions or throwing someone's book in the trash. It ended up being about a phone. No, he did say that she was, what did he say, like a disaster on Twitter? He did. Yeah, I don't know. that They pan to Garcelle just like visibly upset mm. and Andy's like, ha, 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 that was such a revelation about the recycling. <laughs> and I was like, Maybe they cut it shit. out. Maybe because obviously we know they film for like 16 hours or whatever. Should have filmed for 17. Maybe they're cutting out all of Andy's comments. I don't think so. I'll, I'll reframe. Can Andy really lay into them when he is the moderator? I feel like he, he does it for others so he can do it for them. Like he'll... Who did he grill? He sort of grilled Crystal. Oh, come on. I think so. Like, I don't really? know. Really? You're... Okay. We're getting into He's... it. We're getting into it. I don't like Andrew Cohen. So you're saying with Crystal and Kyle, you're on Crystal's side? 100%. Explain. Well, I think there shouldn't be a Kyle side. She's got nothing to do with it. It's not her fight. Nothing to do with her, but she keeps piping up like a little fucking Peter Piper, Peter Pepper, 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 Pumper Neil, and I hate her. I just, I loved Crystal in that moment where she said, you don't understand anything, Kyle. When You know she's fired up when she drops a get real. I love when Crystal says get real. Get real. Yeah, that's true. Um, Okay. So on one hand, I do understand that Crystal's like, you don't have to agree. These are my feelings about my experience. Totally cool. No problem. That's not Kyle's problem. This is the thing. This is why Andy said you're arguing two different things. Because Kyle's like, by saying that it was dark, by using certain verbiage, you're insinuating that something's going on when it's not. And that something is disparaging to one of the ladies on stage, i.e. Sutton. It could have just as easily been someone else. Basically, if Sutton wasn't so cool, Sutton's storyline this season would have been Crystal thinks I'm racist and she's not telling people why and is not giving Sutton anything to latch on to to be able to potentially defend or explain herself. Show me where that's Kyle's problem. Because it could easily be any of them. And it was Kyle like last year and she never learned from anything. She's a fucking idiot. I don't agree. I don't agree she didn't learn from it. Kyle didn't. No way. Crystal calls her out. She says, you only understood because you didn't want to get in trouble. Like, you only said that you got it, but you don't get it. That's not fair. 
It's true, though. But you can't say it's true. You don't have proof that it's true. You may believe it knowing how much you know of Kyle on the show, but you don't know it's true. You can't say you've done it before, so therefore you're going to do it again. That's not fair. I just don't know why she kept bringing it up. Because Crystal wouldn't admit that she lied. Well, she addressed the whole use of dark thing, but I don't think Crystal lied. She fucking lied, man. She used a wrong word and then didn't, you know, wasn't very eloquent with it. She won't own it. She won't say, look, I get where you're coming from. I used words that made it seem bigger than it was, made it seem more specific than it was. I shouldn't have done that. All she keeps saying is... Sutton and I talked it out. Well, sorry, you're on the fucking housewife show. You can't just talk it out with Sutton. You've got to tell us what was said so that we can come to the same conclusion. Crystal's not playing fair with Kyle. Crystal's playing a different game, that's all. She Crystal has more of an awareness of yes, she does. Thing, saying things that are unsaid, you know? Yes, she does, and that's fine. But you can't just make Sutton out to be racist and then not own where that assumption about Sutton came from. That that assumption about Sutton came from Crystal. And I also think that Crystal's point with Sutton was actually valid. But we don't get to discuss that because she made it about herself and about the fact that, you know, she was uncomfortable about something that was dark. It was the Mm. wrong point. Like, I don't disagree with Crystal that what Sutton said was problematic. I really don't. But it wasn't fucking dark. Well... The whole point is it's it's not up to you or I to decide what Crystal thinks is dark. It's up to Crystal. Okay, fine. That's, <laughs> is that the whole point? I well, don't fucking I, talk about Crystal anymore. I'm over it. Well, the point is Kyle needs to shut up and listen. That's my point. Okay, maybe that's the point I need to do too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, argument done. Yeah. What about Diana freaking out that Garcelle called her evil? I mean, oh. who cares, right? Another double standard. Yeah. Like, I mean, what's worse, evil or cunt? You'd think cunt. Look, I love the C word. You know that. But I yeah. think it is the con- the social connotation of cunt is way worse because so many people hate hearing that word. It's a cringy word, right? Mm-hmm. Evil does not make you shudder. The C word does. Sorry, I just thought I'd say the C word because I'm sure there are listeners who hate that word and I want to minimise the amount of times I say it. Cut. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, so I'm sorry. I don't think there's anything wrong with a cunt, so that's why I'm forcing myself to use the word, even though but, it still makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm trying to well, force myself out yeah, of that. People can weaponise it. Yes, exactly. Evil, really, bitch. It's not the Middle Ages. Like, that word isn't scary. Yeah, I know. So, and even if it is, Diana, really, bitch, you called yourself the Willan. Willans are evil. So back the fuck off. I'm sort of with Garcelle here where I just, I don't want to talk about Diana. I don't want to acknowledge her existence from this point on. She's dead to me. I mean, well, but we can still wrap up the conversation about Diana. Do you have any other thoughts on her? I mean, Garcelle's son was bullied and he was physically threatened. Let's go even further. So, of course, it makes sense that Garcelle is seeking legal justice. Mm -hmm. Explain to me, other than to sort of save whatever little reputation she has, why is Diana filing a lawsuit against Jane Doe Bot or John Doe Bot? What? Because Diana likes to get involved in crap legally. 
she she's got her lawyers on speed dial. She's got six of them, like Lisa Barlow. I was just about to say, <laughs> but like she's filing a lawsuit against John Doe. She wants to find out who the bots came from. It's got nothing to do with Garcelle's son because if it was, it would be coordinated with Diana and Garcelle. This isn't like some fucking charitable donation here. She wants justice for her reputation because we all think it was her. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. Like why is fucking Erica piping in saying Diana's like doing a good deed? Oh, because they defend themselves. I mean, if she was doing a good deed, she wouldn't be fucking criticising and coming for Garcelle on the socials every day. Twice a day? Yeah, it's too much. Oh, my God. What a flop. What a flop. After she leaves, I did enjoy the lunch break footage where they're all just like (gasps) in little pairs bitching about each other. Why did I love that so much? I took barely any notes on it, but I was desperate to find something to write about because I wanted to talk about it. I just really enjoyed it as well. I love the behind the scenes, except like later when they're like, Kathy's coming. I didn't enjoy seeing Lisa Rinna pacing up and down being like, I just got to tell the truth. I just got to tell the truth. That's all I got to do. I just got to tell the truth. And if I tell the truth, I'll tell the truth. I kind of did because she's reassuring herself out loud, but really internally she's having a fucking panic attack. I was like, you are stressed out and no one cares. So you're talking to the camera crew. Who was just fucking waiting for y'all to come back from your little fucking booze break. And she's like talking to herself. She was stressed out. I loved it. I was just like, I'm like, shit, man. Like, Rinna's losing it here. She's literally she like. She really is. It's like, you know, I'm assuming it would be like the sports people when they're like trying to get themselves into a positive space before like their race or their match or their tournament or whatever. It's like, you got this, girl. You got this. It's like, yeah. who are you fucking talking to? Like, the royal we? Are there three <laughs> of you up in there? What's going on? <laughs> I loved it. Oh, I loved it. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was good. Sorry, so I went on about that a bit too much, but I just I was like uh, reliving hey, it. Express yeah. yourself. I'm reliving um, the moment. It's so good. After they come back from lunch, we get a boring montage about Kyle's stupid kids getting married. Don't care. <laughs> um, Erica doesn't have a Birkin bag because she just doesn't like them, mm. <laughs> or she can't afford them. No, <laughs> she would have had one back in the day. They've been around forever. I get it. It's very classic lady. I would totally agree. It's not Erica's vibe. Mm-hmm. So we've already sort of touched on the whole throwing out the book and the phone and the recycling. Oh, come on, we've got to get back to that. Yeah. We need to spend way more time on that. I want to get your thoughts on this whole separate group chat that the Fuckface Five are laughing about and cackling. Mm. And then they're like, I didn't cackle. Did you cackle? I didn't cackle. Remind me. I remember it vaguely, but I didn't write notes on it. The photo of the book in the trash Ah, was, was shared on a private group chat yeah. that Garcelle's obviously not a part of. You want to think that's mean, but at the same time, they are real friends. Of course they have their own group chat. I just think it's it's it sums them up perfectly, like this divide. They're shady cunts, yeah. They're shady cunts, they but they clearly don't like Garcelle. They don't want her on the show. I don't know if they care if she's on the show or not. Maybe some do, but they're not mates. Garcelle calls them out on their shit and she can hold her own in a conversation. Garcelle is not reactionary and so when they call her out on stuff, she owns it because 
there's a good reason in her mind and it stops the conversation. How many times this season have one of them said, why did you unfollow whoever the fuck she unfollowed? And she's like, well, this happened. I was upset and I didn't want to see her. So that was my reaction. And so she's very calm in her delivery of her actions. And you can't fight with that. If you can't fight with someone because they're logical in their actions and thoughts, then you got nowhere to go. I just think this so mean girl. It's so mean girl. It's horrible. They're, they're reactionary, all of them. It's not just Rinna. Erica's reactionary, Rinna's reactionary. Like they all are very emotional and react with emotion and not logic. I can't judge that. I'm the same. But it doesn't make for good friends unless you're besties. They would only be good friends to each other, not to anyone else. They'd be but shit. This is, it's not just like, oh, it's my colleague on a show that I'm not actually friends with. It's like actively mean. Yeah. It's 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 awful. It's fucking good TV. It's worked for them in the past. <laughs> as much as we hate Rinna, as much as we didn't talk about the fact that Rinna got booed at BravoCon. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, did you see on Watch What Happens Live, I'm sure you did, that Andy was saying that just before she went out on stage, i.e. Rinna went out on stage, Erica said, oh, my God, you're going to get booed. Oh. Yeah. I didn't. This is apparently Andy saying that Erica told him or someone said something that Erica's like, shit, you're going to get booed. Like, and she yeah. and she did. I'm like, that's a bit obvious. Maybe she didn't use those exact words. She may have said, you're going to get shit from this audience because of, of Kathy. Yeah. Because people were chanting, Kathy, Kathy. That's so fun. And so, you know, it got her to brace herself. But she is the villain. Yes. Is she a villain we love to hate or is she a villain we hate? See, I would say that I hate Candace. So, therefore, <laughs> Rinna isn't as bad to me and it's good TV. Whereas Candace, it's just bad TV for more. Right. I just, I got scared at the idea of Erica and Rinna not being there because then I'm like, well, then what would the season be about? I think Rinna is a villain because if you're only learning to recycle in 2022, you're a bad person. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, now I recycle. I've learned. And I'm like, it's, what? Like, it's 20 fucking two, 2022. I know you're a work in progress, which I fucking hate when they say that. I have watched Vanderpump Rules since the beginning. Every fucking reunion, Jax Taylor is a work in progress. It's been a million seasons. I cannot hear anyone say that ever again. I do think we need to sort of move on from Beverly Hills soon. Okay. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. My quick thoughts on the rest of this Rinna crap. Mm. Stop bringing up the sauce. We're done with the sauce. Oh. And also the lower stuff was boring. hate to say it. The what uh. stuff? The lowest. The lowest stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't need to talk about Lois. And, yeah, I'm proud of Sutton for calling out Rinna's pattern of behaviour and, like, generally making her a punching bag. I'm proud of Sutton saying that we're not friends. Yeah, me too. I expected Dorit not to know where glue came from. That's fine. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so what's your sum up on do you want to talk about the crystal thing again? or No, 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 we've done that. Do you think that Rinna said, put me fucking on pause, put me on pause, fuck it, I don't care, because she knows that she's going to be fired. I think she can sense that people do not like she her right now. She can sense it in the waters. Yeah. 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 I don't think she's as bad as Dorinda got in that season no. where she was just screaming at Tinsley all the time. I don't – but then when you do see a montage of her social media, you're like, fuck me, that's exhausting. Like, I'm glad I don't follow her. She would drain me. I know. The only thing I want to say about the episode that I was obsessed with, right at the end when Kathy arrives 
and her <laughs> handbag says Mrs. Hilton. <laughs> so good. As her daughter would say, that's hot. That's hot. Yeah, the preview for next week looks so good. We thought Kathy was going to be in this episode. I know. She did bring the tequila, though, so that got me That got me laughing. Yeah, that was choice. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, we kind of covered it. Look, We've just, covered it. just in summary of Crystal, I do agree that what Sutton did was a microaggression. I do. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone needs to hear it from me. I'm like, a, you know, a short little white girl. So... It doesn't really matter what I think. I just want you to know, Nathan, that I agree Crystal was right. Yeah. It's just her delivery was piss poor. And her delivery is about something that is very serious. I don't think that it's fair to be so flippant with someone's reputation by picking a word that conjures up a lot of stuff if you're not prepared to spell it out. Because if Crystal just said what fucking happened, we would have gone, oh, okay, I don't agree with the word dark and you'd move on. But she held on to it for two fucking years. Yeah, and I said the same thing for two fucking years. Just like, but now I'm at the point where I'm like, your perspective is your perspective. You're not going to change. Kyle, shut the fuck up. Agreed. That's where I'm at. All right, I just need us to agree. I don't care if the ladies agree, but I just need us to be on the same page. We're we're not fighting. We're just talking about a show about rich women in Beverly Hills. I know, right? (laughs) I think it'd be boring if we agreed on everything. I know, true that. Although I do love when we hate the same people. I know, me too. (laughs) Should we talk about Potomac and talk about Candace? Yes! Let's talk about Potomac and talk about Candace. But then I have to say, I did enjoy Candace this episode. Me too. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I was like hating myself. Me too. The fourth wall break. Ah, oh, obsessed, obsessed. So good. Well, so let's go back to the start. So we're at the spring fling. We're talking about Mia's health journey. Oh wait, question. Um, it's yeah. episode two. Where the motherfucker are my taglines? I think this has happened before. When we keep getting to be continued, they delay. I the tagline? My mother tucking taglines. I've had tagline disappointment all year. Yeah. I need Potomac to come through with some good taglines. What season was it? Was it Jersey or, so, or the last Potomac where, like, the first five episodes were all to be continued and we didn't get taglines to, like, episode six? I, I know. Hated that. And now every time there's a to be continued, you groan. It doesn't matter what show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're um, right. Yeah, so that's disappointing. With this spring fling party. Wait, like slash celebration of life slash taco party. <laughs> taco party. I so. want a fucking taco now. <laughs> I see no problem with hosting a party at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> I, what's wrong with spring at a Mexican restaurant? What, they don't do spring in Mexico? What the fuck? They have spring. They have spring. They have spring. <laughs> I don't understand what Giselle was reaching for there. Yeah, I think what's sometimes Giselle? when she's so shady, she's constantly grasping for a shady and some of them are flops, right? Yeah, but, uh, man, she is just the biggest mess, but I, I love her. I'm sorry, Karen and Giselle's truce? I <laughs> thought I'd hate it. I'm obsessed because they're still shady fuckers to each other. They're just talking more, mm-hmm. which makes their shade more present and effervescent. Agreed. So I loved when this new girl... This new girl, Jacqueline or whatever, she was speaking up and I was like, who's this? And then Wendy was like, who is this? And I was like, oh, that's funny. I, lo- I actually wrote like, cause you know, I don't, I'm not loving Wendy either. I was like, that was fucking funny. Where she was like, I'm not trying to be rude. I just want to know who you are. <laughs> like, I look, when I agree, Wendy, I feel the same way. Are you permanently on my TV? Do I need to write her name in notes or do you, I just refer to you as me as friend? Because they're doing a lot of friend of this season, right? 
Yeah, I have a feeling we don't need to learn her name too quickly. There's fucking three friends of at the moment. Katie Ross is back. I don't know where to look. Oh, yes. And Scala was in the background. Oh, and then we got Sharice. So, we've, so- <laughs> we've got Jacqueline, Sharice, Scala, Katie, and um, what's her name? Uh, Ashley's friend. Debs, Debbie, Deborah. Oh, yeah, that was a Debbie Downer. Like, she was boring. We're just calling her Debs. I like Debs. I, I prefer oh, really? Debs over Jacqueline. I just like how Sharice arrived and everyone was sort of like, eh. <laughs> like, yeah. no one really cared. And no. Karen was like, someone invited her. I did not. <laughs> I love it. And oh. so Katie, she was sort of, I don't think she'll be around long. I think no. this is just like a one one and done. Yeah. But she made hair. She made the most of her like three seconds on she camera. She did. She is a beautiful woman. Her short hair is fabulous. And now that Michael Darby's not there, she's taking over as the resident butt squeezer. I'm up for it. <laughs> and I love how Ray just loves her and like seeing Ray dance is just so funny. I've noticed that when Ray gets excited, he opens his eyes really wide and he's like doing that whole like I just got my eyelids done and I can't fucking shut my eyes. Like he's like giddy little schoolboy around Katie and I think it's cute. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Because he's such an old man, Sosray, you are, it's not like gross, right? It's almost yeah. like between certain age brackets it's perceived as predatory behaviour, but if you're five <laughs> or 95, no one cares. He's in the sweet spot. Because you can yeah. outrun him. And I also noticed at this party that Ashley and Candace are bonding. Okay, like, when did this happen? <laughs> well, they had a chat and they didn't yell at each but other, so like, I assume our, that's bonding. Our friendship is a work in progress. I'm like, is this post-reunion? When was this? I missed that episode. I imagine it's post-reunion. I imagine oh. they're thinking longevity of the show. <laughs> like, oh, hell yeah. And now that we all know that Michael Darby's not there, she's like, yeah, okay, I can I can rock with you now. Yeah. Which is fair enough. Candace is going to the Grammys. Was she invited? Did she buy a ticket? Oh, was she just working the red carpet for like <laughs> NBA Entertainment Network? Was she let in the building is what I want to know. You know what? She was probably one of the hors d'oeuvre servers. <laughs> Maybe. She was fucking table service, mate. Oh, she was in the valet doing the drive back. <laughs> she was in valet. She was driving back. I forgot about valet. Who drives to the fucking Grammys? Yeah, <laughs> she's what she's hanging out in ballet with a little sign, like waving a sign, and there's no cars. Yeah, probs. No one's probs. driving a fucking Grammys. Um, You're not gonna fucking drive yourself on a little fucking scooter. <laughs> so, I don't think she was actually driving. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on the spring fling party before we move on? Oh, I did enjoy when they said the Grand Dam is back. Where's she been? Oh, oh, that was what was with Karen's speech? Bitch, fucking like that was on her phone. That terrible speech was not on the fly. She loves a speech. Yeah, but she can't write one. Like the Grand Dam is back. My first reaction was from where? And then we get all them in confessional saying, from where? And I've got to admit, I liked Wendy's when she said, from where? The liquor store? I like that. Yeah. I think she was just recycling her speech from, from the return to Potomac party last season. Because she seemed so fucked up. That's why I, I got the liquor store reference, right? Because she'd yeah. be drunk. Was she drunk? Maybe she was drunk. You're right. It was from it was the speech from last year. She opened up the wrong fucking document on yeah, her phone. I think so. Oh. 
Uh, then we go to Candace struggling to peel potatoes. Her sister's living with her. Candace so- can't cook. Why is she pretending to cook? <laughs> I know. You've got a husband who's a chef. Just oh, quickly. Take seat. So I noticed in this scene there was a decent amount of confessionals from Candace, right? Yeah. Did you notice that her confessional eye makeup is really trippy? Oh, no, I didn't. Check it out next time. I don't know if it's the cut crease on her eye makeup or if her eyebrows are too light. But look at her eyes, at like her eye eyebrow area. Something's off. It's really mm. bizarre. It just, okay. like, it reminds me of when I saw, like, Kendall Jenner on some fucking Daily Mail article that I didn't open and her eyebrows were blonde. <laughs> like, it was fucking strange, man. It was strange. <laughs> so, couch, I'll look out for that. Yeah, yeah. So, the thing with Candace is she keeps talking about wanting to freeze her eggs and I'm at the place where I'm like, just fucking do it. I don't need to be on this whole journey with you. No. I mean, how many shows have we had this kind of storyline on? Tinsley did it in one episode, I think. I don't know why we need a whole season. Uh, and also, like, I've seen it on the Kardashians. I've seen it on Vanderpump. Like, all the Bravo shows, some fucking person's freezing their eggs. I get it. You're 35 and you've got a spare 20 grand. You may as well for your storyline. <laughs> Whatever. But I just, enough. I don't care about the kids on these shows. Why do I care about how you make the kids on these shows? Well, see, because she hasn't started the storyline yet. She's always just like, oh, I'm thinking about starting a storyline. Like She said this, like, in Portugal, like, three fucking years ago. She's like, oh, I think I might want a kid perhaps. What, is she fucking new Robin? (laughs) What the fuck? And then she's like, I'm still going to try to have one naturally, but maybe by the time I get around to have the second kid, I'm going to need, like, the embryos that are frozen because I'm already 30 fucking five. You know what? You're 30 fucking five. If you want a kid, go hurry up and have one. Whatever. We don't care. I say fix your marriage first before you bring the kids in. (laughs) You've got more money than Chris. So when you divorce him or he divorces you, you're going to be saddled with fucking two kids to pay for. He's already got six kids with like four other people to pay for. He ain't got no money for you. Right. So then um, take a take a take a breath. So then we go to Ashley's place for this baby play date with Deb. I mean, I thought this was a snooze fest, but you like Deb? I like Deb. You know what it is? I'm being completely superficial. She looked cute. Her braids were cute. Her outfit was cute. I think that anyone with a baby and a banging body is intriguing. So I'm like, they look cute. Well, I completely zoned out. Deb's is way cuter than Jacqueline and definitely way cuter than Charisse. Okay, I'll have to keep an eye out for Debs' cuteness. Again, I, I completely have no memory of this scene apart from Ashley saying she wants to host a high heel dance class because something about TikTok dancing and getting validation from TikTok, I don't know. Apparently it's like sexy dancing, so she wants to get her rocks off doing that because she's not getting her rocks off anywhere else. But even if she is, she can't tell us on the TV because that would fuck up her alimony Right. Divorce, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. So we go to Robin and Giselle over coffee. Robin's Mm. got a bone to pick with Giselle over the delivery of the Mia stuff. Don't know why Robin's starting to pick bones. No, no, it wasn't the delivery of the Mia stuff. Her issue was that she told the ladies that Juan isn't on the deed to their house. Remember how Giselle was going on to Ashley about why you're buying a house with this man and then she says Robin's the only name on the deed of her house? That makes more sense because then they talked about the Mia stuff and I was like, why does Robin care? Yeah. So they bring up that Ashley got a DM from Chris Bassett. Oh. He was at the W. <laughs> I think it was so funny that we get the 2.42 a.m. timestamp Honestly, stamp every this time. is basically what the rest of the episode is about. So we should just talk yeah. about this, right? Yeah, sure. Because every what? other little scene, this is what they're talking about. 
So Robin's saying it's not sliding in the DMs and Giselle says, he slid. Which <laughs> is my favourite quote of the I- week. <laughs> He slid. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about Giselle thinking that he came up on her at reunion? I think Giselle probably didn't care, um, but she <laughs> thinks like, oh, this could be an argument. This could be something to bring up on camera. This is definitely a storyline. It's definitely a storyline. I mean, is it weird two people in a hotel room alone when one's married and like, yeah, she can feel uncomfortable, but I don't really think she did. No, I don't think she did either. I I think that this is a storyline and I think at the end of the episode when Giselle is talking directly to Candace about it and Candace gets upset is because she knows that Giselle is trying to make this into a storyline. Yeah, of course. She she got it. She ain't stupid. She looks into the camera and she says, is this what we're doing here? Yeah. She's not stupid. I want to ask you, so, like, they're discussing the difference between a DM and a reply to a story. Like, are you aware of the difference? That's not a DM. <laughs> a reply to someone's story is not a DM, but I do understand the fact that the public don't get to see the replies to the stories. I don't know. I feel like it is a bit of a slid. I think it's a sneaky DM because it's not technically a DM, but it is. I just think... What are you doing, Chris? Like, your wife's nemesis, you're inviting her for drinks? Like, well, they're not no. nemesises anymore. What's the plural of nemesis? Is it just nemesis? Nemesis? Is it nemeses? Nemesis? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think Chris and Ashley were friends. Okay, but as Candace explains to Ashley, when Ashley tells her about it, she says it's the bar on top of the rooftop of the hotel he works at. They're trying to, like, get you know, free rent-a-crowd. So that was his way of trying to drum up business for work and get, instead of you guys being at another venue after party, come to ours. Invite her properly. Not at 2.42am. Yeah, but... It's the 2.42am that gets me. Yeah, but at 2.42am, do you think that he's sober enough to make that distinction? Well, and isn't that the problem, though? But... I don't disagree with Candace or or Robin in that he thinks that y'all are friends. He thinks that you're like sisters. So him saying, hey, I don't know. come round. Does he? Yeah. He tried to beat up her ex-husband and like. Yeah, but she's not with the ex-husband. So now they're going to embrace her. That's not a stretch to believe. I don't know. He's watching her stories at 2.42 a.m. and sliding in. He didn't slide into her DMs. He, he slid to one of her stories. She was partying down the road from where he was partying. He slid. He slid. He, you just <laughs> like saying he slid. <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> oh, we're um, so argumentative today. I know. So Robin sees nothing wrong with it. I don't either. So then we pick up at Karen's rental and Ray is playing <laughs> with his racket. Not a metaphor. Um, and they talk about her... Yeah, he was just fiddling with his tennis racket. Oh, I didn't <laughs> just, notice Ray fiddling. He was fiddling. Okay. He fiddled. <laughs> and they talk about her boobs and the age different and stuff. Nothing major. Nothing major. Let's move on. Yeah, he, um, I so just then we think go to- he's scared she's going to run off and find a young hot lover and he doesn't want his 50-year-old attractive wife going around town because he's at the age where he needs a walker. 
<laughs> I did think when he was playing so with his mean. tennis racket, I was like, is he moving around the court much? <laughs> no, he's using it to like balance himself as he's walking around the hoose. <laughs> um, I'm so such we go a to... cunt to Ray. Sozzle Ray. I know, I love Ray though. I, oh, I don't. Something about Ray really rubs me the wrong way. Something about uh, him makes me squirmish. I don't like it. Like, put it this way, I wouldn't want to hug Ray. I don't I don't get comfy vibes from Ray. I know what you're saying. So we go to Mia and old mate and this new girl. <laughs> Do you mean Mia and G? Yeah, you I call, call him old mate. old mate. He's probably 20 years younger than Ray. I don't know, but he's, the age difference is much more pronounced. You don't like this one, do you? No, old mate was so creepy See, last season. I get creepy vibes from Ray. You get creepy vibes from G. <laughs> yeah. The thing with G, I don't think it's creepy because he does it to your face. So, oh, okay. <laughs> but even when he's licking his lips like Diana. <laughs> oh, God. But, like, if someone does it to your face and in front of people, like his wife, friends, etc., then he's not trying to hide anything. If you give him a, I don't want you to act like this in front of me, I'm assuming he would stop. He's giving you every indication of who he is. There's nothing sly about it. I mean, for fuck's sake, he married his stripper. So, like, he's got, he's got no shame in his game. He don't care. Like, so I like so him. I like him because you don't have to watch your back with someone like G. He's, yeah. he's flirting with you in front of his wife. He's not ashamed <laughs> of who he is. Whereas Ray, he'll be all up dancing with Katie Ross, but as soon as Karen comes in, he sits down. I don't what like you're saying that. is if Ray knew how to use Instagram, he'd be sliding. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's okay, so saying. Jacqueline or Jacqueline or whatever her name is. Which is she, no one cares about Jacks. Well, she's just coming in hot with the hot takes. She's really coming in strong. And I was like, mm, dial it back, She's doll. trying to get a friend of credit for sure. And so what are they saying? They're saying Karen's been doing some CYA cover your ass. I thought that was cute. I like that. I learned something new. <laughs> no thoughts. No thoughts. Do you want to move I on? I did think it was funny that Karen invited Mia to her birthday party while Mia was driving to said birthday party. <laughs> And then gave her the heads up that all the girls were bitching about her all week. She was covering her ass at the very last minute. Like it was yeah. totes obvious and I fucking love her for it. Yeah. I love it. So we have a little meeting with Ashley and Candice. We spoke about it. The only thing I just want to bring up is that Candice says that a lot of people wanted to work with her at the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Again, sure. it was the other valet parking attendants. Exactly. Okay, so we go to the high heel dance class. Some fashions, some activewear fashions. Robin's, <laughs> Robin's leg pants. <laughs> Robin killed me in that dance class. <laughs> Did you notice at first when they were warming up, she was just drinking her beverage? <laughs> I love that. So you're coming around on Robin after murdering her last week. And then, hey, if she wants to court Jester for my amusement, I'm, I'm all for it. She's fucking holding a beverage while they're all warming up. When they're on the floor trying to sexy dance, she's literally, what are those things, what, what is it called, what whales do when they're like coming up to the surface? Breaching. Breaching. She was breaching like a fucking whale and I was freaking here for it. She didn't want to fucking be there, so she made her own entertainment. That's my kind of vibe. Right. And Ashley tells Giselle that she was a little accusatory about the whole house buying thing. And I thought it was so funny when they said, like, Michael cheats on you. And she said, not lately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 
I, at first, I was like, cool, because Giselle, I was thinking, we're all confused too, honey. But then, when Sharice wasn't confused, that kind of like got me to thinking, okay, so there is a through line here. So, obviously, we know it's about getting the house. She, Mm -hmm. I'm of two minds. I think we need more information. She's buying a house with Michael so that she can get a better house. We, We all know that part. But then I'm thinking, well, what's in it for Michael? Michael then, if he buys a house with her, for her and the kids, he owns half the house. Does that mean he has to pay her less alimony, whatever it's called, in the divorce? Oh. But then she, I'm thinking, what are you thinking, Ashley? He's going to end up paying you less money because he's got less money to pay you because of this asset you're sharing. And he's technically already buying you a house, quote unquote. And then I was thinking, well, what's in it for Ashley? Why is she going along with it? It sounds dumb. Sounds like it's only good for Michael. And then I remembered how last week I said to you when she was on Watch What Happens Live that there was something weird in her prenup that might exclude her from getting half. So maybe Uh this is a compromise for her going, actually, I'm not entitled to half. This way I at least get a decent fucking house. I'm such a naive dummy. I've just been thinking of it like, oh, it's a house for his kids to live in. (laughs) I'm so not savvy. That's the simple answer on what to say. And that's what makes it look good. But it's not about that. If he wanted to buy a house for his kids, he would just buy them a house and put it in their name and go, when they're old enough, this is theirs. Like it's got... It's about the fact that, yeah, he's going to be spending money with her so he doesn't have to give it to her later. Sneaky bastard. But like I said, she said there's something weird in her prenup because remember her prenup's supposed to expire after five years and she's supposed to be entitled to half and she said on Watch What Happens Live, mm, there's there's some wording in there, it may not exactly be that. So right. maybe this way is her way of going, oh, well, fuck it, then if I'm not entitled to half, let me get the best fucking house he can afford. Yeah. So let's talk about the. Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry do you so, want to keep going? <laughs> I'm so into this shit, right? I'm, I'm I into anything that's sneaky. I want to know. The legal stuff always goes over my head. Oh, fascinating. So we have the sit down with Giselle and Candace. First of all, I want to say Candace is either really brave or really supportive to wear one of Robin's ugly hats. I couldn't decide which. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> it was probably in the back of the car and that's all she had. Yes, Giselle brings it up We've alluded to it earlier Candace is like, oh my god, this is such a fucking reach She looks deadpan into the camera Like she's Jim on The Office So funny (laughs) Yep. Um, And she says she needs Eric, who you have a crush on And I was like, I love we're breaking fourth walls I'm like, where's Eric? I need Eric I don't need the camera, I need to talk to Eric If it's going to be about maligning my fucking husband You don't want me here Michael Darby is available for that Blah, 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 ass grabbing Not my husband Love it. motherfucker, she said. I just was, I literally wrote blah, 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 ass grabbing. I couldn't type fast enough. So. It was so funny. I loved Candace for that. I still hate her as a person. Me but too. That was fun TV. But that was gold TV. I love the fact that they kept Eric in. I also love the fact that while Giselle was like still talking, she just calmly gets up, walks <laughs> over to her stuff and Giselle's thinking, what the fuck's going on? She knows what's going on, but she's played it for us. And she just picks up her shit and walks out. Where's Eric? I need Eric. And I'm like, bitch, I need Eric too. And then I saw Eric. Eric's cute. Right. Bravo to Giselle, though, for just making something out of nothing. Oh, 100%, mate. <laughs> she is What's worth with every us penny. This year, we're loving everyone we hated. We're hating everyone we loved. It's crazy. It's crazy. Speaking of which, do you hate Heather now? No, I oh. hate Whitney. 
Wow, you sh- you still surprise me, Nathan. You still I, surprise me. Well, you know I turn on a dime and I can change it next week. Of course but you can. That's your prerogative. In this episode, I was like, Whitney, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to be insensitive. No. But, here's a big but, I'm not seeing the link between her bringing up blowjobs for courtside tickets to this abuse that she suffered. She, she sees a link, but um. She brought it up. I, I, I just, I don't see the link. Do you want me to tell you what I think she thinks the link is? Yeah. I think that she thinks the link is being gaslit and silenced. Anyone who experiences abuse as a kid, there is gaslighting involved by adults to you. You're told mm-hmm. you're stupid, you don't know what you're talking about, all the usual stuff, and then you're told to shut up. So for her... Yeah. She's not practiced in speaking up for herself or for others. This is a skill you get taught in a safe environment by your parents, your elders. She mm-hmm. did not learn that skill because she wasn't allowed to do any of those things. So right now, by Heather saying, I didn't hear it, Whitney thinks that Heather's gaslighting her and it's so, making her yes, mad. Yes, okay, And she, that and makes she sense. doesn't know how to, like, to slow down, find her thoughts and express them because this is new to her and she's doing a really bad job and she's seeing it as Heather going against her. But really Heather's like, what the fuck's going on, Whitney? Heather's just said, I didn't hear the blowjob thing. And Whitney took that to be, you're a liar and I don't believe your abuse. But it's also, Whitney thinks that that's Heather calling her a liar. And she is. (laughs) And that's the thing that Whitney will hopefully come to terms with learning. There are many times that your truth is the truth, but there are many times it's not. And when someone says it's not, it doesn't mean they're saying you're wrong. I have a question about this bad weather, if at all. Uh So we know they're on girls trip in Thailand, right? Yes. Was that filmed before or after Salt Lake? Oh, good question. Maybe that's where all the animosity is coming from. Perhaps it was filmed before. And if it's filmed after... That means Girls Trip's going to be more exciting than I thought because when I saw the cast, I was like, oh, when you put buddies on the show, it's not going to be that great. Yeah. But maybe it will be amazing and make things worse. We saw bad weather at BravoCon. They're still not fucking talking. Yeah. So I don't know where Girls Trip falls in the line. I mean, I could easily research that. but I mean, my issue with seeing them the way they were at BravoCon and seeing them in this episode and the previous episode, one could argue this is all Meredith's fault. Heather didn't take advantage of Whitney. Meredith took advantage of Whitney. So I feel like it's misplaced anger. I'm not saying that it's Meredith's fault what Whitney said. Whitney is responsible for her own mouth. However, Meredith started it with Whitney. So why is Heather getting the fucking blame? It's not Heather not remembering because she was smashed at the basketball what someone said. It's fucking Meredith going to your house for the first time in fucking three years, Whitney, and putting something in your ear and getting you to speak out of turn. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was so funny the next morning where there's all this fallout and Meredith's just sitting pretty. (laughs) It's like, how did this happen? I don't understand it. And I thought Heather was smarter than that. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. The best part of this episode, though, was in memoriam, Arizona To the State. stakes. Yeah. Tw- so 2022 funny. to 2022. Rest in peace. I this swear to God, favorite. I see a fucking T-shirt on Etsy coming along, mate. That'd be great. I want that T-shirt. Someone make that T-shirt and let me know. Yeah, I agree. That was my favourite. We pick up, so at the lingerie party, we get the in memoriam for the stakes. Heather tosses her, which is... 
<laughs> not a tick and tethers column. No, it's not. It isn't. But also Whitney chest bumped her. Whitney yeah. chest bumped her. And in any other franchise, we would say, well, you got in her face and she pushed you away. So <laughs> as much as it wasn't cool, I can't blame Heather because then I'd be a hypocrite. I sort of see it as Heather pushed her off her and she just, the wall happened to and be she there. And she just it's fucking not- bounced because she weighed <laughs> 22 kilos. Yeah, exactly. And 18 exactly. of those kilos are her tits. So <laughs> they are but, fucking so, huge in that outfit. I can't look no, away. Okay, for my eyes, it's team too much because I'm not looking anywhere else. Speaking of team too much, mm. so we get them yelling at each other about how you've lost me forever. Oh. Then we get this whole thing about how Jen's in the fight of her life, 50 years in prison. Uh, can we and keep then saying that? I love that. <laughs> whiplash, we're with a twerking instructor and Jen doesn't seem that upset. <laughs> No, she doesn't. And speaking of twerking instructor, now, this was really hard. I know the twerking instructor was named Crystal Pussy. We're just going to call her CP. I hate the P word. (laughs) She's teaching them how to twerk. I get that. But when she was, you know, hashtag paying that rent, twerking, Mm -hmm. did I or did I not see anus? Because... (laughs) Because I would like to think I did not see anus. However, I'm fairly sure I did see anus. Now, I do not want to see anus, Nathan. I just don't. I'm like, good night. Good night, indeed. That's Ixnay on the anus, eh? Like, I can't. Enough. Like, I am all for, like, free the nipple. I was not free the anus. I am fine. Lock up the anus with Jen Shaw. No, this was not on Jen. This was on CP. No, but lock her up with with Jen. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's like I understand that her particular lingerie outfit was probably not expected to be on camera, which is why we saw more than we did with the other ladies. Fine, whatever. I don't care. But. There are certain scenarios where I expect to see anus. Housewives is not one of them. I was not visual. <laughs> I was not mentally prepared for that visual. You can't be. Yeah. Oh, you can't. You just can't. Like, can't. what if I was having my avocado toast? Like, <laughs> oh, it was. T- it was too much. That's so funny. All right. So, oh, I need so- a beer right now, man. Honestly. The next morning is such a mess. So Heather's got this ripped up thingy from Whitney and. That was so funny. Oh, my God. So I don't know why there was this friendship card in the room in the first place. Well, I think it was from the shaman time. Ah, from the shaman. When they were doing all love, like, I love you, you're my bestie, nothing's going to get between us except, like, 12 hours later something did. (laughs) I love that. That's fucking gold TV. That's for high school. That's fucking primary school. That's not even high school. That's primary school. And she thought, I'm going to hurt her feelings. What am I going to do? I'm going to rip up the friendship card. I know how I can get back at her. That's what she said. At like the three in the fucking morning. Yeah. I mean, I know that was ages later, but fuck it, it was fun. I, the thing with Whitney, though, like I, I kept thinking like, oh, she's smashed. Like when she oh, sobers yeah. up tomorrow, it might be different, but it wasn't. No. It wasn't. She's still feeling betrayed. She right now cannot distinguish where her emotions are coming from and why they're there. She's got mm. a lot of therapy work to do, a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. And I, I again, thought in the end of this episode, Heather's a totes cunt. She, <laughs> yeah. I love Heather. You know, I love her. She does say a few things that go a bit too far, but I don't. I don't hate her for that. Like, I'd be in that same position with her. I'd be so over it. Someone just told you they were abused as a child, and they're just learning about it, 
and your comeback is stop making it all about you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm it's laughing pretty funny. Because it's fucking great TV. It is clearly the most wrong thing to say. Yeah. So the next morning, oh, yeah. well, I say morning, even though it's 2.15 p.m. and then 2.25 p.m. Love, love <laughs> That's that. so funny. How the shade does rattle. Heather get the energy to make breakfast? Oh, I don't I know. understand if they're all that hungover. This is, again, what I don't get. I get it. You can't leave the country because Jen can't, she doesn't have access to her passport right now. The state of New York has it. I get that. She but, can't even have access to a Botox. But uh, Well, but why can't they have access to a chef? <laughs> I know. I don't even cook on Vacanza. Yeah, yeah. Uber Eats or some. I don't know. Maybe they want to seem relatable. Who's cooking on holiday? Us poor people don't even cook on holiday. We do a drive through So do you want to talk about Whitney's little trip to Curtis's house? I, I quite liked the siblings. I'm confused because when she gets to the house and we see Curtis and Kelly, Curtis and Kelly, I understood them to be her paternal step-siblings. But then when she's back in the house and she's showing ladies the photos, she says, oh, that's my dad's first wife. Because we didn't get to see the photos. So is the photo that she was showing the lady someone that wasn't in the house that we saw or was Kelly the stepmom? No, Kelly's Kelly's a sibling. She's definitely the stepsister because they kind of look alike. And I'm like, that would be weird if she looked like a stepmom. I mean, what did you think? I mean, I'm interested to see who her family is, but it's hard enough to watch all this shit than talk about it. Like this chick, Kelly, had obviously been through a lot. The way she was gripping Whitney's hand. I know. I'm just like... Whoa, this is like serious shit. Again, they don't say what happened. They don't say who it was, but we know it's a who, we know it's a what, and we know it happened to all of them. There's like this horrible part of me that when Whitney first brought it up, I was sort of like, here, here we go. Here's a storyline. But seeing this, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's not faking it. Because I think no. she's faked a lot of things. Like she stages a lot. Yeah, you, so said, that, I don't, you said that before. That she, I don't trust her as a person, see, but then see seeing that. this, I was like, oh, yeah, she's telling the truth. I don't see that. I don't see her being, you know, that kind of mental. I, I see her playing ch- checkers, not chess, just to use another, you know, housewives <laughs> course, yes. reference. Yeah, I don't see her being that calculated. Would you lay down a tarp and have your husband b- <laughs> body paint the tarp for an anniversary if you weren't a crazy fucking housewife trying to stage a scene? Like, remember when she did that? I just don't think any of those things are her actual idea. <laughs> oh, I think right. that she's coming up with them in conjunction with production. Production says, right, we want to do something with you and your hubby, a la a bathtub scene, and she probably says he can't get in the bathtub or he'll float. So <laughs> I just, just get Melissa Gorga lost sister vibes from her until this episode. Ah. That's that's I know, it's horrible to say. Melissa but- Gorga vibes. I got, I got no, those vibes. I know Melissa Gorgon knows she's on borrowed time, whereas <laughs> I don't think Whitney's bright enough to know she's on borrowed time. Right. So, okay, after the sibling chat, sort of concurrently, I don't know, yeah. um, Jen also has to say goodbye because she's got to go to New York. Yeah. It's so cringe watching all this knowing that she's guilty. That's why I love watching it. I don't think yeah, it's cringe yeah. at all. What I think's funny is when Jen leaves and they're all so overtaken with emotion and their hangovers, that they all go and have a nap and we don't see them again till dinner time. Yeah, that a big nap. But then did you see that huge hug between Heather and Lisa? This is what I'm saying. Like, Jen is the reason that they're hugging and they yet don't know that she is, you know, going to plead guilty. I fucking think it's great to me. I don't care. 
It's so good. Just like Heather doesn't care about their sex life, I clearly don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we go to dinner. Yes. Uh, Meredith talks a little bit how she lived in Scottsdale. Don't really care that much. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the fight. So, okay, Whitney says Heather called her a liar and that crushed her. And I'm like, well, you both called each other liars. Heather Relax. freaked out. Heather said to her, "How dare you call me a fucking liar?" That's where Whitney got the idea from being called a liar. Let's just put that out there. Okay. For blowies, uh, <laughs> for courtside seats. This is what we're fighting about. It was so funny how they kept saying the rumour out loud ten times and Lisa was like, stop saying I give blowjobs for courtside seats. she cries. Why are you crying? It's so ridiculous. Well, she should be the one that's crying in this moment. It shouldn't be about Heather versus Whitney. It should be about Lisa versus Whitney and Meredith. That's funny you say that because Heather's bothered that Whitney's making it all about her and not Jen. Like when she said that, we spent the whole first night talking about you and your abuse and not Jen. I was like, ouch. <laughs> that was pretty bad. But then you're right. Heather's making it about her and Whitney when really it's a Lisa issue. <laughs> it's a Lisa issue and Lisa's the least bothered. And Meredith's just sitting there like the cat who ate the canary. She is the cat who ate the canary because not one of them are realising this all fucking started with her. Lisa <laughs> is sitting next to her, accepting hugs from her, and she's the one that started the rumour on international television. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's so funny. And I did think when Lisa was saying that Heather's being insensitive right now, I was like, oh, that's when you know you're being insensitive, when Lisa Barlow calls it out. The other thing that spun me out that Heather said obviously can't see that, you know, she started it, which is Heather's point. But then Heather calls out Jen's situation and she calls it real problems and real drama. Yeah. She literally says to Whitney, her stuff are not real problems or real drama. What I the know, fuck? It's, it's pretty messed up. But I think Whoa. Heather just wanted those steaks. <laughs> That's Heather's drama. Really? She just wanted a nice dinner and it got ruined and she's pissed. You don't think maybe she's feeling, like, really scared for her friend Jen and she's taking it out on Whitney? I just think she wanted those steaks. I mean, it was a very food-oriented episode because the food comes and then they decide, fuck it, we just want to have fun. And then when they get back to the house, it's a full Golden Girls moment, they're eating cheesecake. And were they wearing prison jumpsuits? What? They were all wearing, like, bright orange pyjamas that look like prison jumpsuits with the FBI hats. I thought it was, like, a Jen joke. all up with the FBI hat, but I... First of all, I didn't get the F. I just saw the B and the I. What was the F symbol? Was it just the I think letter it, F? I think it was EFF, like our bravo, bravo, effing bravo. Oh, what, we can't put the F, like letter F on it? Okay, fine. But I thought they were Brooks Marks trackies because when I they were when they were prison sitting, there were like trackies laid out on the floor. No, I do think they that was some sort of prison-themed night, which is poor taste. But they were grey um, trackies on the ground, so I don't know whether I can't. I'm going to have to go back. Well, they weren't wearing the trackies. Right. No. Because they're on the ground. Yeah, So, but they were wearing orange, you're saying. How do I miss they're that? all wearing bright orange. How do I fucking miss that? <laughs> I don't know. You're too busy looking at the anus of Crystal Pussy. <laughs> the Crystal Anus. <laughs> on the Anus. <laughs> oh, no, the CP Anus. Um, it's funny, okay, I can so, say cunt, but I can't say the P word. I hate it. I hate that word. It's funny. So they talk about Jen being the big fish and they talk about Stuart. Meredith needs to be more legal eagle. Then I would actually like her. I liked Meredith this episode when she was like, can we just have fun? I was like, wow, I've never seen you have fun. Well, that's true. This is great. She doesn't give off that 
excitable vibe. So, yeah, Meredith's the Sutton of the group. Do you have any thoughts on that little scene at the end there in the Brooks Marks tracksuit slash jumpsuit? So much. The fact that these women at this point do not know that Jenny's the big fish. They do not know that Stuart, by him taking a plea deal, they don't know that that means he's turning on Jen. How do they not know this? At least read the fucking newspapers. Like, don't be (laughs) Kyle when it comes to Erica. Read the fucking paper. Yeah. Like, how do they not know? How are they asking? Do you think they really do know, but they don't want to give off like they're reading every fucking article they can about Jen? Because of course they are, right? Yeah, maybe that's the case. Like, if your work colleague was going to the prison, surely you'd be reading every fucking thing about it. I had a girl go to prison who, and I just, I was in one. What? No, so I didn't make her go to prison, but I was in uni in one class mm. in like 2012 yeah. with a girl yeah. and she went to prison and what? I followed every fucking story about it. She was in prison? Is she there yeah. now? No, I think she's out now. It was just a bit of um, like company embezzlement type stuff. Uh, white collar crime, which is the majority of people in jail. Yeah, a bit of white collar crime, but it was still pretty juicy to white read. white collar crime? Is, it, is that referencing like a business suit attire? I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Right, okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I followed every little way? story. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But I don't get how Heather is shocked that Stuart is turning on Jen. Like these women own businesses. They're not stupid. Well. I don't. Okay. Maybe they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then, Meredith, I love how she reminds us in confessional that the New York district attorney has a 98% strike rate. I don't know how Heather doesn't know this stuff. She's in a bubble. She's in a love bubble. <laughs> you mm-hmm. hate love bubble, don't you? Sure do. Okay, so that's that's the episode. Next week we've got Brooks Marks again. Yikes. And it seems like he's coming out finally. Yeah, he's finally coming out on <laughs> our TV. So when he says to his parents that he's had a boyfriend for the last two years, is he telling them or is he telling us? Because surely they would know. He's telling us. Yeah, okay, cool. And we're all like, okay, <laughs> and then? <laughs> yeah. Can you believe did, I don't think Jen said that she was innocent this episode. And if she did, someone let me know because I need to put it in the counter. Yeah, I don't know if she I did. I don't think she said I'm innocent this week. We got it in the trailer for next week. Does that count? No. No, I didn't think so. And, yeah, Whitney's still going on about stuff. And then Angie's there next week, so that should be exciting. Angie wants to talk to Lisa and Lisa's all like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I love it. Well, we... We've been chatting quite a bit, Fuck so man. let's let's call it. Let's call it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. You can check us out at Effing Bravo on Instagram and Twitter, and you can always leave us reviews or send us photos of puppies and pets. <gasps> oh, my God. Did we get another one you sent me? Yes. yes. A beautiful oh. little dog in front of a cranberry field. Oh, my God. I had no idea that's how they grew cranberries. Me either. Is that like a cranberry bog? Is that what they call it? <laughs> I don't I know. Think, bog? I think it's a cranberry a bog? bog. Not bog. Not bog. No, I think it is. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Was that Massachusetts? Pretty. Um, Who's love saying Massachusetts? I love it. I think it was. Uh, but it was beautiful. It's beautiful. So keep them, keep them coming, guys. Oh my God. We love it. Now I and, want cranberries. All right. Let's chat next week, Mariana. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.